Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Paul Hyde, Craig Roach, Rob Wardman and for the last time this season, Paul Halfpenny. Victories and smiles all round me thinks. Yep, it's the weekend wrap and this is of course the renowned Radio New at Sport. And these are some of the stories they're going to be talking about. Flosurf had to be patient before collecting three points at Barrow Tan. Second half goals from Kaiser Shannon Lewis and the returning Sam Agar keeps the works in that crucial top nine of the National Step 6 runners-up. With a place in the promised land of Step 5 football, getting closer by the week. But once again, they couldn't finish with 11 men. Will Rawdon seen yellow twice, which of course, as we all know in this game, two yellows make a red. Three victories from the last four matches and no one can do anything about it. They're going to get promoted. With one match to play, Collingham still have a chance of second place in the Central Midlands North. The 4-1 victory over Bentley means they're one point behind Clay Cross. And there's a small matter of a cup final still to come in what's proving to be a very successful season. And Newark Rugby Club are saving their best until the last. After last week's local derby victory, the Blues ended their home campaign by running in four tries to beat Ashbourne. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said of our friends over at Southwell. The Red Men shipping 81 points at Long Eaton as they hurtle very quickly towards Division 3. The Big Newark versus Derby Junior Cup Finals ended with honours even. Derby taking the under-15 title, but two hours later, a brilliant second-half comeback saw the under-16s put a second trophy in the centenary year at Kelham Road. And Adam Holland has completed his run from John O'Groats to Land's End. In 17 days, 203 hours of running, Covering 700, and that's wrong, covering 876.3 miles. But the breaking news is he hasn't turned around and he's going back. He would have done it. The logistics say he can't do it. I'll explain why sometime during the next hour. He made it well in time, actually. He made it still in daylight. And OK, we'll do the logistics now. There is no covering transport once he gets north of the border in Scotland. Um, you have to have some sort of car with them. Um, yeah. And there is no covering transport. And with the best weather in the world and Adam's renowned navigational skills... <laughs> If they're going to let him out in Scotland on his own, mm. we'll perhaps never see the lad again. So he's going home, he's having a rest, which, you know, if common sense starts coming to all this somewhere... Is it, got, this is Adam Holland, you yeah, know? I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If common sense comes into all this somewhere, <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Because he wants... To, you, even Adam 
can't run 800 and something miles in 17 days and turn around and try and do the same again in, in the next nine. It can't do it. Nobody's body is going to let you do that. So have a rest and then go for it. I think that's a sensible decision. It's, it's going to be massively disappointed, isn't it? Yes, he is, because he would have thought he could have done it. And knowing Adam, he would have done it, but... But when we spoke to him one of the nights last week... I think it was the first time we spoke to him last week, he sounded like a broken man. Yes. He, he was as down as I've ever heard him. Yes. Yeah. And, uh Chipped, but the weekend, when he ran through his new hometown of Tavistock and everybody come out to... Yeah. What, to, to cheer him up. But, on. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's a very, very dangerous thing to push your body any further when your body says, right, I've had enough, forget that. But I just know him as a character. He'll be very disappointed to uh, find out that the second leg has been cancelled. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. But um, when he's got over it and thinks about it, it's probably not a bad idea. When he gets over and thinks about it, he ought to give himself a massive pat on the back because that is one hell of an achievement to do what he's done. Just before we try and contact Paul Hyde, one non-league story from the weekend which really took my eye. It's the Evo Stick South. I remember Grantham playing the Evo Stick Premier, the likes of Spalding and Stamford and AFC Mansfield playing the Evo Stick North. This is the Evo Stick South. <clears throat> and it was Truro City's home match with Concord Rangers. For the ones of you out there that, do, that don't know, Tony does know where Concord Rangers come from, but to, for everybody else's benefit, Concord Rangers are from Canvey Island. In other words, they sort of look out over the North Sea in Essex. It's a 660-mile round trip to Truro. So they hired a coach and they went on Friday afternoon and booked themselves into um, somewhere to stop overnight, which is all absolutely brilliant. Not bad, Um, isn't it? They're going for a playoff place, whereas Truro are battling relegation. 76 minutes into the game, with Concord winning 1-0... One of the Truro midfield players went o- went over badly and snapped his shoulder. Two hours and 40 minutes later, the ambulance arrived. <sighs> the referee had no alternative but to call the game off because the Truro security staff at the game was booked off at six o'clock in the evening. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, we're still waiting an outcome, but because of the precarious league positions of Truro and... Concord, it now looks like that Concord will have to go back to Truro more than likely for an evening match. By my calculations, that's going to be something like an 8am start and getting back about 5am the next morning. Well... Unless the FA, of course, who, over, who, you know, who sort of rule these leagues... The great arbiters of common sense. ...have a bit of a change of art and put it for a Saturday. <laughs> I can see Concord having to go back down there on a Tuesday. I mean, it's nobody's fault. It really is nobody's fault. But, you know. Well, a few years ago, with a name like that, they could have flown, couldn't they? Well, I wondered how long that, that was going to take. <laughs> but, um, oh, that is, that is terrible. Right, are you going to try and find Mr Hyde while I tell everybody what's, uh, okay. what's coming up um, le- later in this week? I'll, I'll leave you in the control tower, that one. Thank you. Yeah, chocks away. Um, we've had a couple of we've had a day change again um, tomorrow night it's the genteel world 
of indoor bowls. Is it all sort of cream cakes and cups of tea in an afternoon, or is there a little bit more rightfully than what we know about? We're going to find out what goes off at the Newark Indoor Bowls Centre, and I think uh, an awful lot more than any of us appreciate is the answer to that one. Wednesday night, it's going to be strictly Mick and Tony night. I'll tell you why we're moving it from Thursday to Wednesday, strictly Mick and Tony, when we do a test, Tony, when we talk about the Grand National on Wednesday night and Tony's exploits at the Grand National, um, look back and look forward and do all the crazy things that we do when it's just us two. And on Thursday night, William Henry here is coming into the studio. Dusty here is our special guest on a Thursday night for a sports special. No interruptions, no nothing. It's going to be one hour talking to and about what I'm classing, and I haven't yet found any argument against it, as Newark's greatest ever sports person in the studio on Thursday night. Dusty here. And possibly Newark's second ever greatest sports person's on the telephone line now. The one and only, the incomparable, Mr Paul Hyde. Paul, good evening. Hello, Mick, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, again, another win for you. Um, a straightforward win, really, wasn't it? Uh, well, I thought the uh, the referee helped, helped it. Not. <laughs> hey, what's all that about? Go on, tell us a story. Well, I did. I did tell our lads before the game that he wouldn't. He wouldn't be capable of running. Um, it, it, to be fair, in some ways, he was. He was. He, he was called up at half past eleven because uh, another referee couldn't get. So he's, he's a committee member, and his, his uh, refereeing days, I'm afraid, were pretty. You know, gone, and. Um, I just, I just thought he could have done things earlier in the game. You know, there was lots of swearing at him and stuff like that. Uh, but then again, no ref, no game, is it? Well, no, that's that, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Two goals in the first half hour from the wonderful man in form, George Aspin and Callum Ward, um, and then two goals late on in the game. I tell you what, I'm glad you just told me that. Because <laughs> Anne says, Mick's on the phone. She says, have you remembered your goal scorer? <laughs> I said, well, I know George got three. Yeah. <laughs> Callum Ward got the yeah, other he one. Yeah, on a, a free kick, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could have been more. Um, and we're, we're glad with the points, you know, and that keeps us where they are. Retford have won the league, deservedly. Uh, and if the man in... The man had played every game, George Ashland, then I think we'd have won the league. Collingham's claim to fame for this season. The only team that have... The only team that's beaten Be- Retford. Retford on their own ground, yeah. yeah, and beaten the other Retford four times, yeah. yeah. But it's been the the other games, you know, when people can't get from work. And, yes, uh, I think I'm absolutely sure you're right. If George Aspin had been there 100, percent but we but we won't blame him to- to- totally. Um, no, but if you look, but at, you're going to do, aren't you? If you? Well, if you take the stats, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. Right, George, it's your fault. Collingham are not champions. Well, yeah, I have to take the brunt of it. Yeah, and probably, hopefully, get the sack, but I can't see it coming. <laughs> really. Um, I noticed there was a very young goalkeeper out there. Yes. Yeah, he was with us um, last season, um, and then he left to go to uh, Lincoln United. So um, we've kept in touch with him. 
Nathan's gone to FlowServe, and um, our regular keeper wasn't available. So he, he came in and uh, gave it a hand, yeah. So I think we had about five of them, and then we young ones. It was, well, if I say it, he looked a very young team. I, can, I say that every time I talk to you. Mm. It is a very young team. Chance of um, runners-up. Claycross are at Dinnington. You're at home to Driffield. Well, the Driffield game really ought to be a gimme for you. And we're, we're not at home to Driffield. We're at the Dromfield. Dromfield, that's close. Yeah. I well, thought you'd know him in a railway, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I got my doers wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dromfield, eh? Dromfield, yeah. I've been through there well, the a few times. Of uh, Claycross uh, beating Dinnington... Oh, very. Mm. But they'll, they'll be. This, this should, and this is no disrespect to, but they've lost a lot of players to higher clubs who've gone for money and that. Uh, and some rumours have it that uh, you know they might even be uh, uh, coming out of the league at the end of the season. They got beat ten nil, didn't they, by Redford? They did, yes. Um, so, and and we went there. You see, another game we should have won and come away nil nil. It's those, and, and it's those, little, it's those games that we, we're two nil up against Appleby Fraud, and we draw. We two nil up at uh, Clay Cross, then we lose. And they're the things that make them champions: Liverpool and Man City and all the other clubs. Yeah, winning games football. like that. That's right. Winning yeah. games, winning games like. That. Um, finally, Paul, um, an under 18s cup final and a big cup final mm. this Sunday. Massive. No. It's a game Wednesday night, though, as well, isn't there? It's a game Wednesday night, but it's a cup final that I was... Yeah, next... Yes, at, next one. At, at Lincoln they, United. There's cups. I don't know if there's enough days left. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in three cup finals, are they not? And this league match on Wednesday night, um, they've got... If they win it, they're almost there, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And, and again, deservedly. I'd love to see them win them all. So, who, who are they playing on Wednesday? <laughs> I, th- I, I thought it was for. Um, I, I know I've got this wrong now, but I thought it was Redford. Uh, sorry, um, Lincoln United are playing on Wednesday. It's Lincoln United are playing on Wednesday, and on Sunday they're playing on Lincoln United's ground in the cup final. Yeah. This is the one that should have been at Central Bank, but it proved too expensive. That's right. yeah. Which is yeah. a shame all around, isn't it? It is, yeah. But but we'll, we'll take the uh, the silverware in, instead. Yes, no matter where it you is, know, as long as you win it. Of course uh, you don't. So long as you win it. Well, we're definitely coming out on Sunday morning, and we might even yet get out there to see you on Wednesday night. So um, you'll be seeing a lot of radio Newark in the next few days. Right. We do catch on to anybody that's successful. <laughs> Mr. Sure, Smith's yeah. a past master you, at it. Um, were you up in at the Pinkston game? No. Uh, right. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't go and watch Pinkston. No, I saw enough of them last year. Uh, well, I think they're even better this year. Oh, I'm glad I didn't go and watch him then. It was a good game, but again, you, you know, they, they only beat us 4-3 eventually. Mm. Uh, but they took some good players off and they have, they have, they have a strong squad. But they've not been d- done that well in, in the league. So, uh, who knows, you know, we've always had a good cup sides and one's as good as ten, isn't it? So we'll have to set up set set, uh, the <coughs> team out how we want to do it and give it the best. That's all we can do. Excellent. Paul, we'll catch it with you. Wednesday night, Station Road, Sunday, Lincoln United's Grand, and next Monday you can tell us all about a busy week.
on Radio Newark. If I remember to go to them all, don't forget. I'm sure you'll yeah. be there. I don't get wrong grounds or wrong players and things like that. <laughs> that's, that's what you got a wife for. Yeah, well, the wife, yes, yeah, she can, yeah, she can do the wish and tell you everything. There yeah. you go, then. <laughs> right, we'll catch you later. All right. Bye. See you, Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And as per Collingham, you can read FlowServe. Stupid points dropped have cost him the championship. Mm. Simple as. Yes, it's, it's, it's very true, but, um, you know, it's um, different circumstances conspire against you sometimes. They do. And, um, right, very quickly, um, I've got some, the Step 6 promotion booklet behind me. If I get time, I'll go through it and bore you all stupid, but... Um, we're getting near the end of the season, so I'll, I've done a quick resume of the leagues around. Yeah, our local leagues, if you like. Central Midlands South, Hucknall Town need four bi- victories from five matches to go into Step 6 football. In the Knotts Senior League, Stapleford look the favourites to win the league. They've, hey! re- they've really got it to throw away. But no Knotts Senior League side has applied for promotion to Step 6. Really? Not one. Cavaliers... I thought Stapleford might have moved the dressing rooms to a different town or something. Cavaliers turned up to Stapleford on... This sums it up, really. Cavaliers turned up to Stapleford on Saturday with six players. To their credit, they apologised, paid the match match officials and went home again. Is that Cavaliers that we played last season? It's Cavaliers that you seem to have nicked most of their players, yes. Ah, that's where they've gone. At the bottom of the Northern Counties East League, it looks like either Harworth or Ollerton will be dropping back into Step 7. And guess what? It can only happen in football and does all the time. Guess who, what two teams play each other next week? <laughs> Harworth play Ollerton. At the other end, it's Worksop Town, who's going to return to Step 4 football. They're on a 15-match unbeaten run, so... Are they? Worksop look like they're on oh, the way works. back, don't they? Well done to them. Into the Evo Stick and Grantham look safe after getting the point at Lancaster. They really, yeah, they're safe. While in the Eastern Division, Morpeth are on track from going to step six to step four in two seasons. While Carlton Town, who you remember beat Flowserve, look like they're going to drop back into step five football because they look very much like they're going to finish in the bottom two. Mm. So that's a quick resume of local-ish what's going off um if i get time i'll do the step six thing but you need a stiff drink you really will (laughs) coming up next craig roach monday nights do tend to get a bit repetitive so um we can now say welcome to craig roach three points and one player seen and one player sent off good evening craig good evening mate i am told by more than one person that um this week's sending off was distinctly unlucky. Uh, two two yellows. I mean, the second one, I can't remember the first one, to be honest. But the um, second one, he just, the lad's got a passion. He's he clipped his ankle. He said, but I can't complain about it. But uh, It's the first one everybody's complaining about. Yeah, it seemed a bit soft. Um, same as every, every, every week. You know, that's football, I think, isn't it? You, know, it you, is. you see the officials let, let challenges go, little pushes. Greg? Greg? Well, call him Mars. Craig's gone. Right, okay, so um, let's see if we can um, get Tony into action and get Craig back. I take it you know Craig's phone number, do you? You work for the club? Uh, No, I found. Oh, dear. 
Okay. Um, right, here we go. Right, go on, see if you can find Craig. The powers, the powers of... Um, Mobile telephones, I, I suppose, there, but um, we lost Craig. Floserve won 2 0 at um, the, the weekend at Barrow Town, the first time that Floserve uh, I've been to that ground. I'm told a very pretty ground in deepest Leicestershire. Um, Kaiser, Terrell, Shannon, Lewis scoring the first goal and the returning Sam Agar scoring the second goal. Both goals coming late in the second half, and it looks like we've probably got. Craig ringing the telephone. Radio Newark, is that Craig? <laughs> Sorry, man, I don't have to be. No, I know what I mean. You went very quiet, very quickly. Um, I'm just telling our, our listeners two second-half goals um, from Tizer, um, which I love it when he scores, because I can always then use the headline that Tizer puts the fizz into flow serve. Um, and yeah. um, and the returning Sam Agar. So uh, yeah. tell us about uh, the two goals. Yeah, um... Tizer's obviously uh, been informed coming from a penalty, um, which, which, Sam had, which Sam had won for us to pull the ball down lovely out of the, it come from down the clouds, dropped it down, got himself into the box and um, had a shot blocked, and then uh, the resulting in him in Bruno had kicked in, just back into the box, just put it back in the danger area, and that uh, and ball came from that, which Tizer slotted it away neatly, and then uh, late on. Sam got himself a chance and he's followed that in. Lost the keeper from eight yards out just to seal it at the death. To, yeah, just another pleasing victory. And, um, you know, it, it is a tough running. On paper, that was the hardest of, of the games, but all, all these games are mm. going to be are, are going to be hard and you're going to have to go into next week's game now without Will Rawdon, Jack Beckett and Tom Potts to name but three. Yes. Yeah, that's the biggest issue at the minute. You know, we've got six players unavailable this week um, five of them are defenders so we've lost it all the back four like I say we've got Will who's suspended Tom Potts still suspended Jack Beckett suspended Danny Meadows still injured Reese Lewis and Sol Miller away so we've got some patching up to do this week so another massive challenge for us going, going to Belper but you'll take your boots with you Craig you might get, get your game <laughs> I'm not signed unfortunately <laughs> oh dear you <laughs> could do to. we could put you into midfield and I'm sure you could do a job <laughs> I know you could do a job um right I want to get serious for a moment now Craig I'm throw serves had wonderful support all season they've got behind the team um mm-hmm. I've seen it for myself um they've they've lifted the team when it needed to be I'm getting reports now on a regular basis coming back to me that um, they're getting a little bit too excitable and they're crossing a white line of standards and um, a respected flow-serve supporter come to me the other week and says, I'm not going again because I can't, I can't listen to the language that's coming from the side. And I understand again this week there was a problem with um, the officials thought it necessary to call in the flow-serve acting secretary on the day Craig they have been fantastic but there's a short journey between being fantastic and being a problem yeah there is it's, um, not really an area I want to get involved in but you know it is a, there was an issue on Saturday it was me in fact that got dragged in to the referee's room at half time um, they were, the referee was being assessed and the assessor had a word with me about you know language foul and abusive language it's not just our supporters you know there was antagonised by others there's no it's always two-way, but at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're worried about ourselves. Um, 
and yes, where the sport is fantastic, and we like the vocal sport as well, it's got to be in the right manner. Um, so, you know, I'll leave that down to the hierarchy of the club to, to how yeah. they're going to manage, manage that themselves. It's, it's, it's one I'm going to put to Gary Clark when he's, he comes in here again. He, he doesn't know it yet, but he's coming in here in early May. Um, but it, 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 I do need... It does need... It needs addressing before it becomes a major problem and puts a... And puts the mockers on a very, very good season. Um, and again, um, I don't really want you to take that one too far, but it... It wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you the question. No, no, it's um, no, it's a valid point. And you know, I spoke to the assessor at the end of the game, and um, he said he couldn't speak to me because he's writing a report. So he's going to file a report uh, to the FA. So I don't know what's going to come of that. But obviously, them sort of things are happening, and there's there's issues, isn't there? So uh, yes, yeah, it needs to be dealt with somewhere. It's, issues, the way it's issues that need addressing. So it's um, a trip into deepest Derbyshire, and is this another new yeah. ground for you? Um, I've been to Belper before, but I think for as far as flow server concerned, mm. it probably is, yeah. I think it's a new one, yeah. yeah. Belper Town's ground where the first team play as well, so nice place to go. But, um, you know, it's just another tick in the box for us on um, Saturday, so we've just got to do, get over there and do whatever we have to do to try and come away with three points. Well, I- I'm there on Saturday afternoon, so I suppose I'd better bring my football boots. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a few defensive positions up for grabs this Saturday. <laughs> Cultured left back, you know, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Newark Alliance, Sunday morning, Division 3. Cultured left I'll, back. I'll bear it in mind. I'll discuss it with Kirky tonight, yeah. Excellent. If you want me, jo- <laughs> you know where I am. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Thank mate. Bye bye. What are you laughing at? I just think that's got to be the headline writer's dream that us. Not even the headline writer's dream. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be an absolute joy to report on a 95 year old left back. Thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Well, all I'm going to say is at least I've been, at least I'm available. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, after the game um, on Saturday, I said, I said, I pointed out to Craig that I'd probably make a very good back three, but he said, unfortunately, I wasn't signed on. Um, you was there on Saturday, so you obviously saw what went off, and I understand that if you chose to look in the opposite direction, but the fantastic support that FlowServe have had, if they're not careful and don't manage this situation correctly tony it could cost them um well it was a situation whereby um there were uh, th- 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 there was uh, an exchange of banter between one of our supporters and one or two members of the um barrowtown bench and i think the barrowtown bench were um giving back as good as they got and for some reason the assessor got involved and my opinion which uh, I expressed privately to uh, our match secretary was that um, I felt that the uh, it's it my understanding that the match assessor that the, the, the referee's assessor is there to referee is there to assess the referee and not to police the game so I couldn't understand why he got involved. Are you looking somewhere else, though, instead of at the problem? No, I'm, I'm just saying that um, it was, you know, banter was exchanged, as at any football ground. Your problem, the problem that you've got at uh, our level is that if it happens at the city ground, you've got 14,000 people expressing that opinion at once. 24. 
Well, you know, I mean, you, you've got to account for the uh, visiting fans who are hopefully better behaved and, and know a bit more about football. But, you know, the thing is that um, if you've got an exchange of banter and, it's got, and you've got an attendance of 84, then you will hear the individual comments. It's um, up to the club themselves at a far higher level than I'm involved in to, uh, to make any further definitive statement on that. And we will take this up with Gary Clark when he comes in um, in our Chairman's Week, which um, none of the Chairman know about at the moment, but uh, it will happen sometime early in May when the dust has settled on the football, the rugby and the hockey season. Let's try and find what I think is going to be a relatively, or in fact a very happy, Rob Wildman. What do I press? I'll press that. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Our next um, guest, of course, is Mr. Rob Wardman. He's just said, he's completely shocked me because he said, the last one. No, there's another game to go yet. <laughs> then there's a cup final to go. Then there's the end of the season appraisal. Then there's picking his best ever Welsh. Oh, no, this is going to go on until at least June. <laughs> we'll, gi- we'll give you a couple of weeks off in June, Rob. <laughs> you can't get away with that easily, Rob. No. There's no way we're going to have a Monday night without you on this radio show. Okay. Um... I've basically said in my headlines at 7 o'clock, New York Rugby Club are saving the best until last. Yes, no, we, we, we finished with a bit of a flourish and uh, it was a good weekend all round. Tell me first of all about um, about the Ashbourne match. Ashbourne, a, a very busy Saturday at the club. We had various games going on. Um, highlight, of course, of the first team game and uh, we won 28-17 um, to... Uh, build on the win over Southwell the week before somewhat similar in some ways that we, we were behind at half time and came back with a a sprint in the second half and scored four good tries uh, tries scored for Reese Overland, Jed Chapel, Toby Taylor and Sam Booth who of course he was the little scrum half the previous week who had scored from the halfway line against Southwell so he's in He's in try-scoring mode, and uh, he, was, he was voted man of the match afterwards. You see, if you're like me, and you've got two grandchildren, and you've sat there hours and hours and hours watching Fireman Sam, Sam's on fire, Sam to the rescue, yeah. you know, it's, it's a dream. It is a dream. It is a dream when you're a son of a headline writer like me. You know, it's an absolute <laughs> dream. 95-year-old left-back writes. Um, Fantastic. I mean, that was a, a wonderful, a, a wonderful victory. And, of course, the last match of the season is away at already relegated and bottom of the table. We're at Ashby next Saturday. Um, Ashby, so, the season, yeah. you know, that's, you would Ashby. expect three wins on the bounce to, to go out on. And uh, it puts a different compression and look on the season. Because when you look at the league table, there's Newark sitting probably now. sort of one step either side of halfway. Yes, no, you wonder, uh, a month ago, um, when the, we made the coaching change, um, no, we, we were we were looking a bit, feeling a bit sorry for ourselves, but you know, two good wins, um, and looking forward to the Ashby game, and then um, 
the NLD Shield final, uh, which uh, the I know this may well disappoint you, Mick, because the, it looks as though the, the date will be will be changing. It can't be. I'm fetching my son, my grandson well, from Newcastle. I'm, I'm trying to break the news slowly to you. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did say we uh, were a very very heavy hint when we announced that it was. It was scheduled to be Saturday, April 27th. I did say it with a very, very, very heavy hint. So, uh, it's end-of-season chaos. Not as casual as I've rearranged league games to play, we're told, and it's looking as though the the game will be played on Saturday, May the 4th. (laughs) When I am in Newcastle, there's no two ways about that. So, uh, I can only apologise to people who have already made travel plans and bought their tickets. I have! I am. Full refund will be available at the box office tomorrow. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I shall, I shall send the wife round. It's a first-class yep. single. So that's that's to be uh, confirmed. But that, that's what it's looking like at the moment. Yeah, and Saturday May the fourth is the cup final. Not irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> and just to finish, oh, we, we, we had a various li- uh, little awards. Obviously, Sam Booth was man of the match on Saturday, and um, they also had a, a players, uh, a supporters poll for the supporters <laughs> player of the year, and that award, which was more beer, went to um, <laughs> versatile forward Mason Coolum this season. He, he's played. He's a prop, but he's also played at. Flanker, and it's also helped out in the backs when, um, on more than one occasion, we, we've been a few men, we've um, taken a few knocks to the to, to the um, to the team, and, he, and he's played out in the backs on the wing. He's certainly played on the wing once or twice, and he may well have played at centre as well. So well done, versatile uh, effort from Bate Mason, uh, and um, deserves the accolade. Uh, we're going to take you to Sunday very quickly, and then we'll come back to Saturday. Um, Honours even, really, in the in the Derby no, Newark shootout. We, we um, trekked over to Scunthorpe. Um, you may have seen the under-15s lost, 35-10. They were brave performance. They led, up, uh, they led just before half-time, and then, then the second half, Derby uh, just come... Well, Derby finished with a flourish. Perhaps we'll leave it there, but still a very good achievement by that team to, to get to the final, and they'll have one, they'll have one more... Um, push for glory next season as under 16s and uh, uh, about f- half an hour later the under 16s um, they beat the Derby opposition 22-10 um, and again they were down at half time 10-5 down at half time but they came back and scored some very good tries all through the forwards in the, in the second half and, and, and they, they were deserved winners and there was, there was tries from West Malice Josh White Captain George Cohen Ryan Terlikowski and Adam Bailey and with, uh, with Ben Lee adding one conversion and uh, as coach Danny Cohen pointed out afterwards it was sort of the, a 10 year journey because um, among that gang of under 16s yesterday there were six, about six of the lads started out in the mini tots um, 10 years ago as under 60s so uh, That's brilliant one heck of a journey for them it and, is isn't uh, it who deserved winners and talking of journeys one ex-Newark player made the journey all the way to Bridge end at the weekend. Yeah, uh, Johnny Law. Um, again, he, he's a, a very much a Newark. He, he played a lot of mini and youth rugby at, at, at Newark. Um, he joined the Leicester Academy um, probably only two years ago, and uh, he was a pupil at King's School in Grantham. And then in the, in the, now in his sixth form uh, years, he's um, he's got a scholarship at, at rugby school. Um, 
which is no mean feat. So, yeah, and um, through the Leicester Academy, he was in the England under-19 squad who played their Welsh counterparts, counterparts yesterday at Bridge End, Brewery Field, Bridge End, and uh, the England team won. And, uh, and by all accounts, Johnny, he got a try as well. So, uh, not yeah, bad he got a first-half try. Is that one of your required grounds, or have you ticked that one off? Uh, Bridge End, no, ticked it. Right, yeah, take that, that's on the list of grounds that Rob. We're going to have to have a an evening with you on where you've been and where you haven't been. <laughs> right, fucking <laughs> leave it there, shall we? No, I think <laughs> rugby wise that is. Um, I, I, I think we'll, I think we'll have to um, get that one sorted out. So, um, one league match to come and one rearranged cup final to come. So, one league match, Ashby away yeah. at the weekend, looking to go out on a high, um, three and three, and uh, well. There's no reason why they shouldn't, is there? No, no, we um, we need to finish the season. You know, it, it would give us um, you know, six, sixth or seventh place in the league and it would be a good effort all round with the, with, the, with the final to come, yeah. We had a fascinating evening here on Thursday with um, Nick Paulson and he brought along with him the chairman of Southwell Rugby Club. I did, by, I did behave myself, as I was instructed to, yep. and very rarely mentioned the fact that Newark beat them in the local derby. Which is 3-3. <laughs> yes, he did try. He defended himself valiantly, to be quite honest. He even brought in the youth scores. He knew what was coming. But he took it, he, he took it all in good art. And I'll tell you what, it was a... It, 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 it is podcast, and there's a lot of people already listening to the podcast. It was a fascinating conversation between those two guys about rugby at grassroots level, junior rugby, mini rugby girls rugby and how particularly which i found very interesting the way that he andrew smith is trying to build southwell rugby club and i did mention to him how devastated are you the fact that the first team have gone down and his answer really was well they are one team in a club and we are building a club for the people of southwell and i thought that was a very good answer rob Yes, no, no, I, I, I agree with him. I, I don't. Uh, um, I've always, I've always you know, admired what Southall have been doing over over the last uh, few years with, with with their youth system and and uh, and, and, and trying to um, you know, foster that kind of rugby. Yes. So um, it's a subject that we can elaborate on a little bit more when we have our chairman's week. When um, I'm hoping you're going to come along in with the chairman of Newark Rugby Club. Um, and uh, we'll try and get you both in together and we're going to have a, a look back at the season. But there's still work to do. A league match and a cup final before we can even think about doing that. Oh, no, I think, obviously, um, just going back to what you know, Andrew Smith at Southall was saying, um, you know, I don't think it's no secret this season. We've, we've struggled to field, um, you know, two or three teams each weekend. Uh, it's, been, it's been a hard season. It's been one of the toughest... Um, um, we've had to, to get um, teams out, even at first team level. Uh, you know, the, the sport is the sport, undoubtedly, and uh, is changing in, in its outlook. And uh, um, the um, I think it's like all sports, like all the traditional sports, are all struggling to get people to play regularly. Uh, so no, it, it's a big debate, um, and it's something that we are going to address. Um, uh, or try to address, and, and I know people are in that club are actively talking about it, how to um, increase 
participation on a Saturday for the senior teams, looking at different ideas, and it, it's something we need to address. Um, PDQ and uh, and uh, the way people are talking about it, I think that that will happen in the in the next few months. I'm sure it will, and we'll, we've got we'll chat. This is a big subject. Um, yes. How how are we going to keep regenerating the club? Obviously, we, we, as you know, Mick, we, we've um, built fantastic facilities, which was a, a, an ambition of the club. We set out um, you know ten years ago with a grand plan that we, we knew we had to uh, refurbish and uh, redevelop Kellam Road, which we've done. Um, so, so now we, we need to tu- we need to turn our attentions. To, to the rugby and, and to um, I wouldn't say perhaps improve the standard we're playing at but we need to improve the um, certainly numbers playing and, um, we need to um, off, offer rugby you know on, on a senior level to not just to the to the um, ambitious player but also to the social player I think um, this deserves an awful lot more conversation and that's what we'll do a little bit um, absolutely no, no, later, later subject, in the year and, uh, Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Rob, talk to you again next week. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye bye. Rob Wardman. Then, and you know, I'm going to try and put together Tony early May this Chairman's Week because there's a fascinating conversation to come out of Newark Rugby Club. Yeah. About which direction they want to go. There's an equally fascinating conversation to come out of Lowfields about. How the hell are they going to manage Step 5 football? Yeah. Because this is getting to be serious. There's a fascinating conversation to come out of Station Road of how the heck they're going to get that ground up to a, the standard of a... Sorry, Jerry, the ground is of that standard. The length of the ground to accommodate a possible championship-winning team that Paul Hardy's put together... And I also and there's a fascinating one to come from New York Town, and there's a fascinating one to come from our next guest. But I also spent uh, two hours on Saturday before heading off to Leicestershire with FlowServe, and uh, all of Sunday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, down at Callum Road, Newark R and M Cricket Club, where it was the ground force weekend, and uh, it's just worth a, th- a word of thanks to all the people who helped down there. I wonder how long before before they started getting and the and it was. The, the square looks magnificent. Other cricket clubs are available. Fresh back from the seafront at Bridlington to talk to us. Um, and for the last time, really, for a few weeks, although I think I might persuade him to come back when his youngsters have played their um, Midlands Championship games. Mr Paul Halfpenny and hockey, because the hockey season has, uh, has finished, Paul. Hasn't it? No more hockey. Sad. Um, no, not for us. Good evening, everybody. Um, no, not for us. Yeah, we've we've finished now. There was a few playoffs on Saturday. There's, there's supposed to be a playoff at some point in the uh, Feeder East, Feeder West um, Division Two to decide who goes up. My money's on Loughborough Town out of our league. But uh, yes, to, to be perfectly honest with you, no more hockey. So I had four hours, five hours of cutting the lawns on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> much better hockey, isn't it? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Very quickly, Paul, we left it last week that there was some breaking news that actually broke over over the weekend, and it really was um, about the uh, status of um, Paul and Sally Halfpenny for next season. And I remember going all through last summer thinking, come on, get it sorted, get it sorted. And I think this season it's been sorted early. Well, 
Well, there's a bit more breaking news, which isn't so good, but we'll come to that afterwards. But the breaking news you're on about is, um, yes, we, we've, we're going back to running the club from a playing point of view, from a coaching point of view, how it was when, when the club was at its most successful. So um, they've managed to secure the services of myself and Sally um, for another season, at least. Um, Mia's ladies head coach and Sally's men's head coach. So how it was uh, a few years ago now, which is which is good. And um, Sally went at it as soon as soon as um, it was accepted by the committee, and, and um, we got the news. Then then Sally was at it like a bull at a gate. She's incredible. She's absolutely incredible. She'd sorted more stuff out in the first hour than I think we've sorted out all season. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can I can believe it. I won't argue. What's the bit I'm not going to like? Um, Well, it's purely from a selfish point of view, this, but uh, Hannah Lawton, one of our absolute young stars, has got a scholarship at, would you believe it, Repton. So, and it's it's not a sports scholarship, it's an academic scholarship, and we do wish her well, you know, we're sad to see her go, but wow, what a chance of a lifetime this is, so she's going to be boarding at Repton, Um, she's been in touch with us all and we've swapped emails and obviously uh, there's been messages flying about on the WhatsApp first 11 chat and everybody wishes her well, we're sad to see her go, but um, she's been a great, great servant for the first team and for the club, she's... um, it's another yes another problem for for tim and Anne because she's a very good coach and she's been one of the coaches that's been with the under eights as well so they're all sad to see her go as well i'm sure there may well be some tears at the end of season present the junior end of season presentation but you know as you say it's it's such a wonderful chance for the young lady she can't she can't turn it down well i think i think um off, off the top of my head, I think part of my email to to her and her parents was, I think as soon as um, Matt Taylor gets his hands on her, she will be turned into a completely different player. And I think opportunities will start knocking for her at a much higher level. I mean, she's been playing regional, uh, not just county level, but regional level anyway. So the next step is, is what they call NAGS, which is national, which is basically representing the country. So um, she's, she's knocking on the door anyway and, and, and actually representing Repton now and, and having a coach like Matt Taylor. Um, you know, it, it could open so many doors. We, we spoke towards the end of the season. I said the one thing that's missing out of your game, Hannah, because you generate uh, the ball to the left-hand side so much, you, you start on the right, you end up on the left but you don't have that, that reverse stick hit that, that people like um, Laura Donaldson has and, and, and other people that have coached. And if she could just get that into her arsenal, then it, it would be... It would make a different player out of her and she'd be absolutely deadly at all levels. We, wish you the, we, we do wish her the best. Um, I think you are going to have to come back on next week because we're running out of time with that little bit of news, but I'm glad we spoke about Anna because she's had a cracking season and... Uh, unfortunately you know this is the sort of thing that the rugby club tell us on a regular basis you know the superstars come through and then they go off to university but that unfortunately paul is something that we have to live with in new york sport and other and 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 other towns absolutely i mean it's 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 accepted these youngsters come through i coach them 
you know, from being a little under 10s. And, and Hannah's been with me since, since the days of Fergie. So, you know, we've been together for a long time, so it, it is sad to see her go. But you know that in two years' time she was going anyway. So it's, it's just come two years early, and we've not quite got a replacement for her, you know, coming from the youth. But they'll, they'll start coming through again, and, and we'll have clumps of youngsters into the first team together, the odd one coming through here and there. But we know in our heart of hearts it's, it's, it's only for a sort of three- or four-year cycle, and then off they go, and then another one. So while ever that conveyor belt's going, and, and obviously we're going to see that happening now a lot more with the boys with the men's side they are coming through now in huge big clumps now for the want of a better word so um the whole club is now benefiting from from keeping those youngsters and having a, a really nice family training session on a sunday morning yeah and that's um you know and that's the, the old sort of ethos of of the club it is right paul with um the under 12s have got the regional finals to come still um have I got and you're going to ask me the date aren't yes you? and it's one of the notes that i don't have written down and offhand i have no idea it took me all may. season to catch him out <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in may so at some point um early may because we've had to change the date of the end of season presentation no point in having the presentation and you go off to the midlands afterwards so no We've, we've moved the uh, presentation back. So all I can tell you is it's early May. It might be the first... Off the top of my head, it could well be the first Sunday in May. But um, don't quote me on that. OK, well, come back and join us again next week and we'll do the... Um, we'll look back at the season next week. Right. Um, because um, the Anna Lawton news and the news of you and Sally... The youth news it's fantastic all round it, it is it's fa- I mean we, we should be so pleased for the kid we're definitely so pleased that you and Sally are back there but we should be so pleased for the youngster as well and you know I'm oh, sure absolutely. you know when she goes on to be superstar. a superstar hockey player come back and remember where you it all started absolutely yeah yeah totally yeah, right that's all you can that's what you should say to him and that's all you can say to him Paul we'll catch up with you next week for um, another attempt at an end of season review <laughs> look forward to it thanks Paul Bye-bye. Bye. And it is all you can say, isn't it, Tony, that, you know, you've been brilliant while you're here, you're going on, you're going to bigger and better things, enjoy it, but remember where it started. Yeah, what every sports club wants is outstanding, talented youngsters, but what they really, really need is outstanding, talented youngsters who are thick as a plank. <laughs> and so university doesn't become a problem, but unfortunately... Um, in hockey and rugby, you tend to get intellectual people as well as talented yeah. sportsmen and, and women. I think New York Rugby Club and New York Hockey Club have resigned themselves to that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, you, you don't get... That, you know, it's, it's no good saying any different because that is the way it's going to be. You get, you get the same at cricket. You don't get it so much at football, I don't know why. But I am glad that there is a connection between football and Newark Hockey Club. Uh, indeed, and the connection between Newark Hockey Club and Manchester United. They've both had a Fergie era. <laughs> I know which one I prefer to talk to. <laughs> well, no, I, I, no. Come on. No, no. <laughs> I know which one I prefer to listen to. Yeah, exactly. That, that's better. <laughs> I've never yet had a conversation with Mrs Ferguson. No, no. I've listened to Mrs Ferguson a lot. She don't breathe in, does she? Oh, she, oh, she's, <laughs> she is. 
she's an absolute marvel a diamond I'll, I'll try and get this step six thing in on wednesday night show when it's me and you you're just read it and it is it is one of those for the statos isn't it it is yeah i mean if you're not particularly interested in uh, the promotion situation between step six and step five football switch off now yeah. I, i've read <laughs> i've actually read it from step one to step seven have you yeah and from a nerd like me i find it very interesting uh, same here but no, again no. We, we, we are rather limited aren't o- we o- other people <laughs> other people may not thursday night William Henry Hare is coming in to see mm. us. Now, I said at the start of the show, Tony, I classed him as Newark's greatest ever sportsman. Now, uh, some people uh, would say Willie uh, Hall, I actually. know. But, you know, 25 times for England, a British Lion. Having seen... World record points, tr- um, points scoring Hall. You know, it's... That takes some beating. Having seen him play rugby... And, and seen, he played football for Collingham Juniors. And seen him play cricket. Um, yeah, it was good. But I don't know if I could say the greatest ever because I've never seen you at left back yet. Oh, that so was a joy I, to watch. I, I will have to reserve... You might do on Saturday. I will have to reserve that judgment until we return from Belper. <coughs> you might do on Saturday. Um, but D- Dusty here is coming <laughs> in for a, a sports special. And I can think, I can safely say, Easter Tuesday is going to be equal mm. to that. Um, we've been chasing these two guys for a long time. Um, in the golden oldie category, these two are <laughs> the goldenest of the oldenest. Um, that, that will be a podcast to savour for many years. It, it will. Um, <laughs> if you're a footballer of a certain age... Of a Reese Lewis age, of a Dave Isett age, of a Michael Allen age, of a Gary Atwood age, of a Golden age for Newark, you would have been managed by the Clough and Taylor of Newark football. If you've ever ended Hillier up in and Masgate, if you've ever ended up in A and E, you will be the recipient of a tackle from either of them as well. Probably. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> you would have been. 16 or 17 or 18 but you'll still happen to listen to their stories till about 10 o'clock on a Saturday mm. night in the clubhouse you know footballers are not like that anymore mm. and it's a sadder place for it i cannot wait for easter tuesday when i'm going to unleash <laughs> hillier and masgay onto radio newark's airways it may be the last show that we ever do possibly it could be the last show we ever do but by god it's going to be a good one but before that Dusty here in this studio. Me talking to somebody who I've sat there and watched on telly. Oh, goose pimple time already. See you tomorrow.